it's more like a hobby for me. Simply, simply lovely. Welcome back to the Global Grid Girls. You're here today, prior to Brazil, but post post Mexico, with myself, Cece, and the lovely Janice. Hello. So, yeah. Ooh. I'd love to say what a week. But it's not what a been- quiet week. What a quiet week. It has been a quiet week. I mean, Daniel broke Instagram in a way. <laughs> I think that's been about most of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this week's a little bit hard to um, kind of talk about. Oh, what we can talk about is funny because I've seen like a ton of TikToks about the Finnish masked singer version and they are convinced that Kimi Raikkonen is under one of the costumes and um, I mean I don't see it and I don't hear it but it's just so funny that because it's like a big banana costume and they are convinced it's Kimi Raikkonen also I don't really get why they think Kimi would go on TV like with the masked singer out of all of them formats he could do he would go with the masked singer I'm not sure. Like, I'm still trying to work out how they built that conclusion. But like, with Masked Singer as it is, like, you get all these clues about who they are, and it could be something to do with racing because there's lots of different motorsport people that they've chosen as well. So maybe that's just like, oh, maybe it's this one because like, the other Finnish driver is like driving. <laughs> I mean, he does have a break right now, so. Yeah, but like, but not long enough. I know what not you mean. Long enough. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I mean, honestly, the mass singer in Germany, or like, we don't have it in Austria. We have it in Germany. Um, it's kind of always the same, and by now, no one knows who the fuck is even on there. Like, if they reveal who's singing, and they're like, "It's this person," and everyone's like, "Who is this person?" <laughs> Like it, that's like D-list celebrities at this point, so it's not really funny anymore. It was like funny for about twelve minutes in the beginning when you had like the good stars, but now it's yeah. I want similar to it, but um, we still get the thing of like, oh, that's who you are. We haven't seen you in years. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on from the topic, I, I just thought it was so funny um, to see it because I cannot imagine Kimi Raikkonen in, in a big banana costume. Oh, I, the I just They, like, even our mask singer, they turned around and said it was going to be Daniel at one point, and we're like, Are you, you're mm. really, that doesn't work because, like, it's, no, just, just no. Yeah, no, no, I don't see it. I mean, of course, I can speculate, but it's just a little bit like, ah, ah. But 
Yeah. Um, we've got a little bit of content from Formula One um, out of Vegas um, this past week. A little bit. Like, yeah, content-wise of what went on, we have a little bit um, of knowledge. Um, Content-wise on why TikTok is blowing up with the Las Vegas thing to do with their tickets is another thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, I want to say that Red Bull, again, did something here. They Them driving through the casino, like, literally, like, through the casino. It was funny to see. But, um, yeah, the tickets. Oh, my God. I did the calculations and the conversion. So, for those that are listening that haven't, don't know, um, F1 CEO Stefano has actually come out stating that it's going to be the most expensive Grand Prix to date. If that's not saying this is like, and my mind automatically goes expensive GP Monaco. That's where my head goes. The fact that this is going to be expensive than Monaco is saying something. So like I've done conversion rates from US to Australian because for myself but basically like a, at the minute a three-day general pass is going to cost upwards of five hundred dollars what say that again general admission is going to cost upwards of five hundred dollars for three days for three days okay but to be honest I thought it was more like that, five hundred dollars for general admission, three days. I pay like two hundred or something for Austrian general admission. It's not that bad. I paid a hundred and ten. Our most expensive for like, and that's four days. So the most yeah, I have for, the yeah for four days was a hundred and eighty, but um, uh, I mean, I do get. Of course, it's more expensive, but. It's not like I, I thought it was something about like 2000 or something what I yeah. saw. So that's the other thing. Grandstands are starting between 2000 and 2500 USD. That's yeah. a fucking lot. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's a damn payment jump here. Which for me is just under $3,000 <laughs> and I could buy general admission tickets and paddock club tickets for that price. That's just grandstand. Um, hospitality. Oh, don't even bother with it. It's going to be upwards of $10,000. That's... For most places, that's like almost, I think, double the cost for hospitality suites. Yeah, no, definitely. So the the grandstand hospitality and so on and so forth, Um those prices are absolutely insane and I like I I'm pretty sure I would get to like into the paddock into anything combined and still have money left over in Austria um yeah, if I like, had that kind of money um so 10,000 is roughly like maybe 14,400 dollars for me like AU I could get General admission, party club, all access, and still fly to Europe <laughs> and <laughs> after a three-week stint. Like, it's insane. And that's all before 
you have tax and fees on top of it. That's not including tax and fees. That's that's just the. I mean, that's absolutely insane. But like I said, the general admission does not shock me as much as I thought it would do. I think it just shocked me just because like 500 US is about 780 Australian. And I think euro and US dollar are pretty much equal at this point. So for yeah. me, it would not really be a difference. Yeah, enough. Like for me, it's like a huge thing because I'm like, how I could buy like myself and four friends like general admission tickets for four days for that price and still have money left over for food and drinks and everything else so yeah definitely know what you mean but back onto las vegas away from cost and being most expensive and everything else they are building they've so f1 brought a piece of land and they are built that's where they're building pit lane and their hospitality suites and um the grandstands just good construction starting there. Um, but we had Lewis, George, Checo, and Alex be the ones at the premiere. And something I saw last night just made me go, oh, my God, George Russell is just in a sleigh mood tonight. Yeah, what do you say to to um, to the reporter? He was like, oh, are you allowed to question the Rebel guys? Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to talk to them? And the... Uh, Reporter said it back, like, oh, yeah, I have, like, special blah, blah, blah. So. Because it's not Ted. Yeah. (laughs) It's Crofty. So. (laughs) But between that and then, um, I don't know if you've seen the video of the, like, their safety car, the Mercedes safety car that they had out there with George trying to do donuts and things like that and trying to get smoke out. Lewis turned the, I think he said something about, like, the ABS or, like, something to do with the braking or stability or something like that off, so it wasn't actually going to do it. So here's <laughs> Lewis just, like, playing with George going, Haha, you don't know, you don't know. And George is like, I was trying to work out why uh, I was doing what I wanted it to do. But, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> like, oh, Georgie boy. You gotta remember who your teammate is. He's gone through all these things in his F1 career. He knows everything. He's gonna start laying it onto you now. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, I also want to talk about um Lando and Red Bull because Christian Horner said something really funny um this last week. Um that they've talked to Lando um a few times over the last year with the potential of a contract and stuff but every time they talked with him he signed a McLaren contract a day later um like I could just see sort of like Lando and Christian like talking it's like yeah yeah I'll get back to you and then Lando just skips over to Zach going hey Zach this just happened (laughs) and Zach's like cool wham here's a contract man exactly like hey repo wants me and like no 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 here's the contract here's the contract here sign it sign it sign it um so i can totally see that happen which is like really funny to me um but yeah i mean also could lando possibly join ripple in future i don't think so i think lando is kind of like Lewis 
Louis is to Mercedes now or like George is to Mercedes because they are both so loyal to their team. I don't think you would get George Russell away from uh, Mercedes if you gave him like a billion dollars. I just don't think he would do it. It's his life goal to be there. He always wanted to be there. So, and I do think it's kind of similar with um, Lando and McLaren. He loves the team. The team loves him. I don't see him leaving. Um, At least not if there's not something happening. Like if they will start prioritizing Oscar next year, like to the maximum and not give him any chances. Um, then maybe he'll they'll change, but right now I don't think <laughs> I don't see a possibility of him changing team. Mm. Although it would probably, and I'm just saying this, like it could go either way with that, with what I'm about to say. It could either be really good for Lander or it could hinder like everything. So I feel like when you're in a sport, like you can either stick with one team and go through the same processes year in, year out. Like, yeah, you get a new car every every couple of years, whatnot, but like you go through the same processes year in, year out, year in, year out, year in, year out. And I know that he'd love to win a world championship with McLaren, but McLaren aren't there yet. So... It could take so many years. Yep. Oh, and I was hoping that Haas put out a statement so we can cover it in the podcast because I bet my f***ing ass by the time you listeners are listening to this whole show here, um, Haas has probably already announced um, who they're going with next year and we are still speculating. You can listen to us speculating now while probably already knowing the answer because knowing our luck they will come forward with the news about an hour after we finish recording the podcast if we're lucky yeah so So, yeah i honestly hope um that they keep Mick. i do love nico halkenberg but i do love nico halkenberg with the austrian tv because i love his commentary during race um, so I would like to keep him there, which also would, of course, allow Mick to keep his space at Haas, which I am a definite fan of. And also, can we talk about the criticism on Mick for a second? Because I saw a TikTok and I think it was Connie who talked about them, like Connie's Connie's pit pit talk. I she changed she changed her name like one or two times. I'm not really sure. Um, but her name is Connie. She's from the UK and pretty much everyone knows her, I think, on um, F1 TikTok. Whatever she said, um, if you want to criticize Mick um, for his, like, for the, for what he did or did not do this year, then also criticize Yuki Sonoda because Yuki is arguably in a better car, but they are pretty much even on points. And nobody has said anything about Yuki Zenoda getting another contract with AlphaTauri. So if you want to criticize one, criticize the other two. Because, yeah, okay, if that's not enough points or whatever for you, that's fine. But then be consistent. Pretty much. And the other thing that gets me <laughs> is that 
and it's 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 hard because like we all sort of did the whole thing I don't like bringing him up I don't want to have to bring him up but I'm going to with Hass re-signing after last year re-signing Mazepin I know I know know. but hear me out so they re-signed him even though he finished lower than Mick for the majority of last season. Yeah, okay, but they did they did that because his daddy was paying for it. See, that's the thing though. But he finished lower than Mick for the majority of the season. Now, I'm not saying that Kevin's like placed lower than Mick for this season, but Mick's actually gotten up there, which is good. Which yeah. is really, really good. And he's got his first lot of points for F1, which is also really, really good. But like the amount of damage and the amount of times that Mick has DNF'd over the last two years compared to the amount of times that Nikita DNF'd or crashed the car in a practice or a qualifying in one season, I really, really don't think Gene Haas can turn around and go, he's costing us too much money. Just because you've had I don't Daddy paying for costing ev- anyone too much money, it's just... Oh. No, but be- just because you had Daddy paying for everything previous year with Nikita... Mm-mm. like take that out take that out and then base that there like if you look at mix performance levels from last year to this year it's obvious his performance is only going to grow purely because who he's got on his team that he can turn around and look at as a mentor like yeah yeah it's something has definitely it's something has needs to tread lightly with and but from just the top of my head, I don't think any contracts end next year. Uh, they're all on multi-year or two-year or more than two-year contracts. So none of them end next year from memory, which means if Mick loses his seat, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder for him to get back into it. Honestly, I think if he's out, he's out because he's not going for, he hasn't proved himself yet. And I feel like it's really hard to prove yourself though when your team is constantly saying Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think he he would have a harder time getting back because he has not proved himself other like there's Daniel who just lost his seat. Um also because of his um of his doings, but he has proved himself within the world of Formula One, if you know what I mean. So Yeah. Um, he definitely has a chance of coming back, but Mick has not proved himself yet. I'm not saying that's his fault, but that's just facts. And yeah. if he's, I th- feel like the only chance for Mick coming back would be if there's like three drivers kind of like just going away from from Formula One, and they need someone else quickly. So I feel like that's the the only reason for Mick to come back if he loses the seat now. Because they will say, okay, we need someone who at least was in Formula 1 at some point. So they're going to take Mick. But like I said, I really hope Haas keeps him. Okie dokie. So let's talk about Brazil because it's not far away it's our last sprint race of the season and we are excited yeah it's race week it's sprint week we haven't had one of these since oh Austria 
Austria so long ago. I don't know why I had a molar in my head. I'm like, I know it's a sprint race, but like that was first one. Like there had to be a second after that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was Austria. And honestly, since I was there alive, like since that day, I actually like had the action on track and it was just way more exciting, I feel like, than it would have been without the sprint race. So I do get the appeal for people there now. Yeah, see, I I mean. I don't get the appeal for sprint race because I don't think we have a track that's well enough designed for a sprint race. So I don't think we'll ever get a sprint race. Um, But yes, Brazil. I mean, we still do have the kind of maybe drama of the teams not getting all their stuff there, which like flew around. Um, Yeah. Which we, like, we will get all the information we can and get it out to everybody when we have it and if we have it and all the rest exactly. of it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, if there's news, we will give you an update. Um, if not, then not. And we just have to hope that everyone shows up. Um, but, but, yeah, hoping that this race weekend is a little more interesting than last weekend. Oh, God, yes. Um, but honestly, I do think it will be because I'm calling it now. Lewis Hamilton will will win this race. I don't know why I have a feeling it's Brazil. Is crossing my fingers because at the end of the day, like I don't like your prediction. You can always predict who you want to win, but at the end of the day, you're just gonna be happy of whoever wins anyway. In a way. But, like, yeah, crossing my fingers that, like, Lewis does actually win because it means it mixes everything up for, like, the last God knows how many races. And honestly, like, I do have friends now who are Lewis Hamilton fans. I have not had that before. But now I have a friend who is a Lewis Hamilton fan. And I, since Max already won the championship, I do kind of, like, find myself hoping with them that Lewis will win which is a completely new and unexpected feeling I don't think I've cheered for Lewis Hamilton to win a race since 2008 which is quite a while it has been quite a while um but yeah so since I do have those friends now this this one friend I do kind of (laughs) hope that Lewis will win a race this year so and I have not worn my orange hoodie last race because whenever I wear the orange hoodie and the orange shorts, um, Max did win this year. Um, so <laughs> I have purposely not fully, I mean, I know that's probably bullshit, but I have not um, put it on in the hopes that it would give Lewis his win. But yes. So hoping for a bit of drama, even if it's just a different coloured flag other than the green one that gets yeah. waved at the start and the black and white one that gets waved at the end, just something. Oh my God, yes. Also really, really, really hoping that the FIA are in a nice enough mood, the stewards are in a nice enough mood, and Pierre doesn't do anything stupid. No, no, hope that he does something stupid. Hope that the FIA will be mean race ban it is like the best thing that could happen to him right now but wouldn't that mean because if he gets like okay if he gets like 
two penalty points, so one for sprint and one for the race. So he doesn't. You will miss Abu Dhabi, but wouldn't that mean he would go into a fresh start next year? But they fresh start with Alpine. Yeah, but they all transfer over anyway. No, not if you have the race ban. One race ban, and you have a deleted point system. Like if he gets those um those penalty points, those two that he's missing, like in a loss of better wording, he's missing two points for a race ban. If he has that race ban, all points are gone. He starts with zero again. Right. Okay, that makes more sense. But here's a question: Can you get penalty points in a practice and a qualifying? Yes. Well, then he should do it within the practice of the qualifying, so he misses the sprint race. <laughs> It's a race. He that can... does not count. No, nope. sprint does not count count. because it's technically it in the, in the rules. It's not stated as a race. It's a sprint. It's not a race. But it's yeah, because right. it, last least... year the commentators were forbidden from saying sprint quali and sprint race. They had to call it sprint. I know that because the Austrian commentators um, kind of um, repeated that over and over because they were so annoyed that they were not allowed to call it either sprint race or sprint quali. Um, so it should, it's not it qualified as either. Okay, but if he's I know, but it, it wouldn't. If he's going to get it, like at least maybe miss Brazil so that like he yeah. can Abu Dhabi like the last race with the team, like the last race of the season. But yeah, that's ridiculous. They I know be- what you mean, but honestly, I feel like he should like he should get those two po- penalty points now um, and start clean with um, Alpine because the next penalty points go away in May. And you don't want to have a race ban like within the first three races of your new team. True. You know what I mean? So, Pierre, if there is any hope of you potentially ever listening to this. Honestly, just fuck up FP1 and yeah. miss Brazil. Honestly, just do it. Just do it. Because, like... Just do it! <laughs> Does anyone remember the guy from Transformers? Do it. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Does it... Just do it! Yeah. Like, That's no, what I'm channeling like right now. But, yeah. So, <laughs> if you are listening, Pierre, just, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pierre Gasly's listening. Definitely. Would love that. <laughs> but quick wholesome story about people listening. I was talking to my cousin last night. And one of the girls that he works with was talking about F1 and he's like, oh, my cousin's like, does like a podcast thing for them. And she's like, oh yeah, who? And he's like, oh, Global Greek Girls. She's heard of this. And I'm like, oh my God. Yay! Oh my God. That's that's my little wholesome piece of today. I'm like, oh. Ah, uh, if you're listening, hi, we love you. And we <laughs> love every one of you that's listening just to say that. And we're officially running out of time and there's nothing more to say for this week. So there is like not- always, go to our socials. We are giving you all the news, all the gossip, all the drama and everything. So if you're interested in that, go to Instagram at Global Great Girls. And we are also on TikTok and on Twitter. If you find one, you can find them all. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. I love our little saying of you find one, you find all. It's like, oh, for what? Oh, for what? Maggie started that and I love that so much that I've just been copying it since then. <laughs> but yes, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're going to run along because I have GP tickets to hopefully find prizes out for before the actual release date. 
for the Australian GP. Well, I just bought the tickets for Austrian GP, and I am going with two of my friends who know nothing about Formula One, but they are going with me because they love me, and I love them back. So if you're ever listening to the podcast, I will love you. <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, but... Bye. <laughs>